much gold in them die hills. Well, back with another one, eh? PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. There's gold in them hills, hopefully there is in Perth anyway, as we have a look at our final preview podcast of 2023. Thanks so much for being a customer. It's the last ever big race ride for Damien Oliver, the Damien Oliver Gold Rush, and hopefully a bit of uh, bit of opportunities throughout the day. Vince Accardi from Daily Sectionals. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Ralphie. How are you? Well, I'm well, and uh, I'm well that we're we're going to be looking at uh, what looks like perfect racing conditions in Perth. Well, yes, let's let's hope that. <laughs> so the rail's at four meters. Uh, I tend to expect that means the uh, the lanes we in play up and off best spot. Absolutely, it'll be very clear. The last place you want to be is on the fence, or <laughs> e- even close to the fence. You don't you don't even want to be within three of the fence coming for well, home. No. Well, that's that's where the great man's always at his best in those in those swooping situations. He gets his chance in uh, on Munamek, drawn wide, and that could be an advantage. Time will tell. But we'll have a good look at this uh, at this last race to start off our preview. The Gold Rush, one half million dollars up for grabs. Vince, sixteen horse field. Let's assume that uh, the three emergencies at this stage won't be running. Uh, I'll get a quick word with you off Super Smink, who's running early in the day anyway. But uh, but as far as the pace is concerned. It looks like there's going to be a fair bit of pace on. Yeah. I'm looking at the bottom end somewhere around two and a half plus three. And the top end, we could be seeing sixes and sevens plus six plus seven lengths faster than standard. So I can't see him going slowly, Ralphie. (laughs) So it could be a last man standing affair. The favourite for the race as we speak is is the three-year-old, Ripcord, uh, ahead of of Comfort Me. But there's a bunch of them, sort of. I mean, Ripcord, $6, and there's a real bunch of them here. So let's try and... uh, Break down some of the some of the main chances for the race. Starting with the favourite ripcord. Uh, what, what's your thoughts with this horse who created a booming finish when he won two starts back before being placed in the winner bottom? And I guess the theme of this race is there's horses from the winner bottom going up in distance, horses from the railway, and some from the northerly coming back in distance. I, I, Ralphie, I, I wasn't looking at the market prices. Are, are you serious that this horse is favourite? I am serious. Well, yeah, wow. That, like, I, it is so far off my radar under all processes. And, well, I can get things wrong, but this would have to be the lay of the century. Okay. So, so people watching the race at the time would have thought, wow, what a phenomenal finish by Ripcord. And it was a, it was a big finish on the day, but that also was a day that, that the track played in a quirky fashion. But I do remember after, after Overpass won the winner bottom, you said, yep, nice stamp Overpass, but, uh, but don't, don't be in a hurry to be, uh, get it going under any illusions that anything else, uh, was, was, uh, performing on the day. Well, this is it. I mean, with Ripcord, let, because you really got me worried now. <laughs> well, no, but it's, it's it's a good example, actually, that, Vince, you do your work without looking at the markets at first. 
No, I, I don't look at it all, right? And I wait, you know, especially when we have these conversations, I wait to see for you to give me the feedback on where the market's at because I've got no prices that I'm looking at. I'm purely doing it on data. It's yep. not even on my own, you know, like my own mental thoughts as far as like, oh, I remember this horse from last start. You know, I forgot what last start's all about. <laughs> I'm just looking at today. Now, just because it keeps, it keeps me honest, right? Because yep. when there's money involved, I don't want my – ego getting in the middle and trying to work out how I lose more money, that is, right? <laughs> yep. So I'm just sitting here and I'm looking at this ripcord and I'm saying, yeah, I can't remember the horse now. Yeah, of course, I'm looking at the intel. Got in the lanes. That was like one of the big things. It was like the widest runner on the whole day in the lanes and it just looked booming. But was it really booming? And this is what I'm looking at now. 6.5 lengths below benchmark, first section. Between the eight and the four hundred plus two point seven, okay, a lot of merit there, Ralph. You like in terms of the mid race squeeze, nine point two. Last four hundred, four point six lengths above benchmark in the lanes. I wouldn't mark that as like anything phenomenal. I'm sorry to say, I can't. I actually feel the run before is probably a lot closer to its true merits of capability. That was the twelve hundred meters when a horse is travelling virtually benchmark, because it's going to need to be at least that speed to have any hope of being able to have a chance, right? Yeah. The mid-race move was a lot softer. It was only a 2.6 lengths below benchmark move. And I see it. There it is. Last 400 metres plus 3.5. And I'm saying, well, are you any chance of getting this sort of race shape? And I go, nil. You're nil. You're zero chance of getting that race shape, right? And let's say you do get you running exactly like last start. Well, you're going to be 20 off them and you've got no hope. And even if they run a benchmark, you're still going to be 12 and you can't win because you don't have a plus 10 last 400. We see it so often, Vince, that the horses you want to oppose are those who go up in distance and in pressure and are back markers. So all of a sudden, they just have to be going so much faster just to take, take on. Yeah, so I'm... Oh, like I am absolutely – Ralphie, I'm shocked when you said that that's favourite. <laughs> I was not exp- – I just thought it was going to be one of the others. All right. Well, let's, let's pick up a couple of different storylines yep. here. And one is the, the visiting interstate horses, and there's not many of them. So it's Munamek and Ayrton. Let's start with Ayrton first. Oh, Vince, so we've tagged him for a long time as having group one ability, never had the circumstances to suit, uh, whether it was right on the day, whether it was wet tracks, whether it was getting bitten by a spider, whether it was p- pumping into, into oh, I wish I win. He had, he's had a few things go his, uh, against him. This time he need resume with a win. Now, he's a first-up specialist, but the reality is at the moment, uh, maybe he hasn't had a couple of races go to suit. He's got Damien Lane on, but at the moment, it looks like he's trending the wrong way. Well, he- Let's say, let's say he, he's trending the right way, right? Let's just yep. say he's trending the right way. First up, 0.2 below benchmark. And I'm with you, of course, on the intel. Then he's gone 0.9 below and then a length below. So it is the wrong trend. But let's just say that that first up run is the beginning of what we should be considering. What is looking very real is he's a long way behind, let's say, that April 2022-type profile where the horse was producing two-and-a-halves or better above benchmark. So that's the challenge. Well, if we go all the way back to 21, he was going to be potentially a star. Yeah, exactly. if he found that form, oh, my goodness, Ralphie, he'd be the winner, wouldn't he? 
Well, here's the thing. So you've got an IVR forecast at this stage, and we'll tighten everything up tomorrow yep. morning when we talk business. But three point three links above benchmark. That was that was him in his comfort zone at the time. Correct, correct, and and quite capable. Has met all the various types of pressure. So the big question now is, even when I sort of stress test that first up run, where there is some little comfort, I you know produced the data says 0.2 below benchmark under the stress test. It's saying potentially plus 1.3, so that's a nice sign, but it hasn't you know it's still a long way from say four four and a half what we're looking for. Could it find that? Oh, I'm not sure, but there has to be a reason why they're going there. They obviously feel the horse is in fantastic shape. Yeah, they, um, I believe they do. <laughs> yeah. Inside into the camp. But, uh, so, so we've got to respect that. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's so all he's, I'm he's, he Normally he's, he's exploded early, but this time if he is set for this race and he does produce, uh, you're saying on, on his all-time class factor, he's absolutely good enough. Well, definitely. So that means I, when you're looking at multis, I actually believe this year, is definitely a good year to widen the net for your place getters for sure, right, in a yep. multi, because it's going to pay a lot, particularly after you told me Ripcord's favourite, who should be hundreds. Okay. So Munamek, uh, well, whatever he starts, he's probably going to start sure that he should on the tote because it's the great David Oliver's last ever ride. Uh, what uh, I would assume that from a wide barrier with his style, that's going to suit perfectly. First up, he was a coma job watching him on Derby Day. He just had no luck whatsoever. Last start, spat at the back early, and it was a really hard day to make ground at Caulfield. Since had a tick over barrier trial uh, since arriving in, in uh, WA, has he got the class needed for your 3.3 benchmark? Oh, Ralphie, I just, oh, Damien, could you have found a different horse? Could you have found a different horse? Because I don't see the swan song happening this way. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a beautiful day talking about him all day, and he deserves everything they say about him because he's, he's one of the greatest ever. But the reality is he hasn't got a horse to match yep. him. He doesn't. This This horse needs 10 others not to turn up. That's a lot of horses not turning up. And let's say half of them don't, and he gets the perfect run. Could he still get even on the podium? Of course, you want a fairy tale ending. You'd love that. But business, no chance. All right. Let's look, look, look at two that you've got in your most advantage here because uh, they're real head scratches coming back in trip, but on a class factor, you can't deny him whatsoever. Bustle, the railway winner, who then ran fourth last week in the Northerly, and Don Mashud, who ran third in the railway and then won the Northerly last week, 1,600, 1,800, both airborne, both coming back quickly in trip to 1,400. Have they got the speed in their legs that can have them deep in the finish, do you think? Well, they might not have the speed initially, but they're definitely going to have the stamina. And coming back in distances. It's never a negative if it's a fast-run race, Ralphie. So I sit back and say I don't look at those things as being bad for them because they were in high-pressure, longer-distance races and therefore their their fitness levels, their aerobic stamina is going to be high. Whether they can repeat and keep up for another run is always a challenge, but of course... I wouldn't sit here and say not possible. They are very, very serious horses that have to be considered. Um, will will they win it? Well, I don't know. Are they being set for the race? I guess everyone wants to set them for a million and a half dollars. So at some point in time, they must have been thinking about this has got to be one of the targets. 
So we, we often say about trainers' intent and also the, the filter of who's set for this race, specifically for this race. So because you, you just mentioned that now, Bustler's won, won his grand final, the railway. Dom Deschutes won his grand final, the Northerly. Yep. Fowler Road missed both races. And I've seen an interview with Simon Miller, very astute trainer, who, who said, nah, in the end, he, he could have gone one way, could have gone the other. In the end, he said, nah, let, let's stick to our, our goal. This is grand final day. He's given him a barrier trial. Look sharp. I'll ask you about that. And the reality was this track, this distance, that was a performance that was quite serious on the 11th at his last start four weeks back. Well, on his last start, he's there in a very serious way. And like you said, everything sort of points to that. I, I, I haven't looked to see. I wonder why the horse was spelled for 445 days. Did any of the Junos... Yeah, uh, he said um, he said he wasn't enjoying his racing, so he, he retired him, and then he was he was thriving in the paddock. He thought, eh, let, let, let's have a go. So it's the horse. The point being, the horse went to the went to the paddock sound, so there's no issues. So then he well, came that, back into work and and tell us what he's been doing. Yeah, well that's on fire then. Okay, well let's look at that last run, three point six lengths above the benchmark standard. Look at the speed the horse travelled that to win. 6.4 lengths above benchmark first section. 6.1 above between the 8 and the 4. 0.8 below last 400. Make no mistake, that would be one of the main, main reasons why Simon Miller said, I don't need to go anywhere else. He, he need, he's got all the tune-up he needs. We just give him a little freshen up. Bang. Here Does we are. all look good? What would you think of it? Impossible to fault. Yep. And all things lead to a 3.6 performance on the low. <laughs> I dare say the reason he's as much as $12 as we speak is because of the wide barrier. But really what you're saying, both in race shape and in how you expect the track to play, the wide barrier might end up being an advantage. Yeah, I, I doubt that's going to be a problem for the horse. Right. I doubt it. Like The last place you want to be is on the inside, and there's – as you can see, like if you had to watch, let's say, the Hong Kong race on the weekend, if they're travelling in the big fields, there's plenty of opportunities to be three wide with cover. Yep. And then what's that mean? Turn for home, pick your lane. Pick your lane that's going to start like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 and, and take home those extra one or two lengths to your in your favour. And Simon will be very well aware of it and so is the rider, Parman. He absolutely knows. So conversely, you got um, you got Comfort Me, who's shorter than him in the market. And now Comfort Me was trapped wide throughout in the railway, and that's obviously never, never going to be ideal. But so he, he had some traffic uh, when running third to, uh, to Valor Road at his previous start. And, of course, Dom Deschutes ran second in that race and, and went on to run places, as, as yep. I've said, in the railway and win the northerly. So Comfort Me, where is he positioned on your grid? Impossible to fault in terms of his profile. I do personally believe on all the various data points that I'm looking at. He is a little bit behind, like Valor Road. There's, I, I feel there's a genuine one-length gap between the two horses. Now, can that be eroded on any given race? Of course it can. That's quite easy that you can find the length and the other one doesn't find the length and all of a sudden you're on par. So from that point of view, absolutely. Is this horse profiling and trending superbly? For sure, look at the run again on the 11th 11th against two, the, the ones you just talked about, 2.7 lengths above benchmark. I'd say that's the horse's number as well. Could he improve further from that? Uh, no, I, I don't believe so, Ralphie. I believe that's where this horse sits. 
I actually don't see this as an advantage for comfort me coming back 200 metres. The only plus that I have for the horse is he'll be in peak condition. A couple of others who have uh, got some head-scratching uh, chances here, so let's try and pull them apart. Firstly, down the bottom, uh, as far as uh, Carly's karma is concerned, this time last spring, she, she had a bit of a boom on her, uh, ran uh, $6 in the in the, uh, in the um, uh, railway and then uh, and then was beaten in this race. Missed 266 days, first up one, this track, this distance, and then was poor, not right on the day uh, with a throat issue at, in the railway handicap. Uh, what is her level of talent and what's your expectations well this is this is a as you would say Ralphie the head scratcher for sure because when you look at this horse's profile like if you go back to that performance back in 2022 when it ran behind Massimo and you look who was behind it let's say a horse like Comfort Me and again giving you that sort of insight about where horses levels are at and there was a horse at that time that was like flying that God has chosen, was looking like a real star and for whatever reason, I'm not sure whatever happened to that horse. But Massimo was a horse that was on, on fire. Resort Man was in the same scenario. And this horse's performance was just like outstanding. I'm not sure whether the 4.4 is a number that can stand, but I do know that under the stress testing process, the horse is definitely in the threes range. And then when I looked at the way this horse has come back, that run on the 21st to the 10th, you see, now let's let, let, let's let's look at this real carefully, Ralph, because this, this is going to give us some golden insight on a few things. You want to look at this very carefully when you want to examine it against a horse like Ripcord. Here's Carla's Karma going 2.7 lengths below benchmark first section. 1.5 between the 8 and the and the four below benchmark, but increasing pace, and then finished off the last 400 metres with a plus 8.1. Now, that's a serious sprint. Now, if you want to sort of sit back and say, oh, yeah, but it was still below benchmark, it was four lengths faster than Ripcord, right? But let's go back in, in time, and I looked at the run back in October 22, when the horse has done this at 1,400, Plus 1.5 first section, 0.2 below benchmark between the eight and the four, actually a negative, and then finished off the last 400 with a plus 7.1. Yeah, yeah. That means, fast or slow, lethal weapon, last 400, lethal weapon, needs to be highly respected. And, and Ralphie, I will be pushing it right up on the grid. Of course, the question is, does it make the cutoff or not? And it's, that comes down to those chess moves. Now, does that mean you keep Bustler in or not? You know, you have to take, you have to make a call on a couple of runs and Dom to shoot. What do you do with them? Do you keep <laughs> them there or not, right? Because that's the only way you're going to get into the top four. You have to remove one of these runners because Valor Road's not being removed. Well, I guess that what you're saying, and this is the purpose of this podcast, is particularly if you're fishing wider in multis, $41 shot. <laughs> There's right. one that you put in no matter what. Well, Ralphie, how can it be not at least the same price as Ripcord? Well, what did I miss? $41. Yeah. What did I miss? Well, you touched on another one that uh, I want some more information because I'm certainly not going to let it go around naked. That's Resort Mad. So ran a close-up third to Bustler at Belmont and had a, had a light three-run prep. First up, uh, not a lot. 
but it was in the uh, in the winter bottom. It did have some traffic, and it was an unusual tempo winter bottom in that it was ra- rather modest pace for for a Group One twelve hundred sprint. This time last year, how could you fold it? It's it's got scores on the board, and at and at uh, fourteen hundred, and at Ascot. And can't you sort of sense it like it looks like it's set for this? Yes, right. Yes. <laughs> It's just the feeling, you know, like what you were saying before about it. who's who's targeted and who hasn't. Yeah. The downside is this. Sometimes when you see this situation happen, a train. This is the only thing a trainer can't work out to its, you know, like without with you know total confidence is what's the pace and the race shape going to be on the day? They might, you know, everyone can sit back, including me. We could look at it all and say, oh, but I think it's going to be fast. And the opposite happens. Yep. So what's that mean? When that happens, you can be left a half run short. And this is the challenge when you have a long break because they probably would have preferred something with a bit more pressure. So going 5.6 lengths below benchmark through the first section, it's pretty cruisy. 2.4 above between the 8 and the 4. You know, well inside this horse's wheelhouse. Last 400 metres, you could see, like, you could actually see the horse peaking on its run between the six and the four, because you could see, like, there's a peak speed of around 2.4 above, and then we see a deterioration, but a holding one. The last 400 metres is indicating four to the 2.6 above, and the same for the last 200 means about a 1.6 to 1.8 length range velocity drop off. That's all conditioning. So, therefore, if we're half right, decent pressure, that could leave this horse vulnerable late. That's the only negative. Outside of that, of course, this horse is up to the field. Just you don't have to go back too far to see that this horse is more than capable of delivering a plus three or better performance. Nice. All right, thirty uh, thirty-four dollars. It's uh, worthy of inclusion. The, I guess the only other horse in the market we haven't touched on is Red Can Man, the uh, the veteran. He's a ripper at twelve hundred. Uh, is he fourteen hundred? Does that see him out? Yeah, I went and had a good look at him. He's he's in this situation. He's got good ca- level of capabilities. A genuine horse that's in that sort of plus two, bordering the plus three range. So he is capable. Will need a couple of horses not to turn up, in my view. But when I look very closely at his 1,400-metre profile, he's probably a length short of what's needed on his own ability. He's a length better horse on slightly shorter distance. All right, so could we summarise it this way, that uh, that you don't want to be with a favourite ripcord. Uh, it is no. a race to uh, to maybe consider going wide, particularly for multis, but uh, it looks like Valor Road uh, t- ticks most of the boxes of, of uh, runners that, you, uh, that we've mentioned. Yeah, so my view is this at the moment. I'm heading towards, maybe tomorrow morning we can finalise, but I am heading towards the chance my arm and move away from the obvious buster, Dom to shoot, definitely no chance ripcord. Pity it's not $2 because then I'd actually want to go and get some money and lay it. Because <laughs> it's just only because of mathematical purposes. And I am steering away and I'm looking at these horses like Valor Road, first and foremost, as being one of the main runners that I want to seriously look at at a reasonable price too. Nice. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, let, let's let's yep. work our way backwards. I guess uh, moderate to high level of confidence in in the eighth race here. Uh, this also over fourteen hundred meters. Uh, 
Vince, the more I looked at it, I just thought, well, there's, it's probably not a lot of depth of race unless a couple who've got some talent can uh, can wind back the clock, maybe big screen being one of them. And I notice you've, you've got it in your most advantage at this stage here. Magnificent Andy, you've got on top. Uh, this could be the uh, the one that uh, Ollie, Ollie uh, leaves uh, with a big uh, farewell. He's deep into his prep, but he's faultless. Yeah, well, if that had made that the last race of the card, <laughs> then the fairy tale, at least for the last race of the card, he's going to get the victory. This has got to be the horse for Damien. No chance better than this one on the day for him. Yes. Beautiful uh, profile. You just have to look at like, okay, let's just look at where he's at right now. And <laughs> I, I love it when I see 1.8 lengths above benchmark rock rock hard fit horse. Not his absolute best, but there is a performance there uh, at Kalgoorlie where the horse won at 1,400 with a plus 2.6. But this horse is holding strong and only needs to run up to last start for Damien to win. And this is the one that I feel (laughs) he's got the right trainer as well. <laughs> so, uh, so the other day, me and Damien Lane's riding Street Parade. He has to step up in trip from twelve hundred to fourteen hundred. And uh, as great a rider as Damien Lane is, uh, he'll, he'll be hard the fence uh, from Barry One. There's no doubt about that. Oh well, he might just give the cover that Damien needs to win. I don't <laughs> know. Now the reality is that horse is probably slightly behind as yep. well. If we're just talking serious here, his profile is at least half length inferior. To magnificent, and it's not a lot, right? But yep. I don't see Street Parade improving on the one point four, so it might be more like a length, length and a half difference in the end. The slight favourite is Upper Limits, who was who was sound first up. Uh, where, where does he fit in? He'll look like he'll, he'll improve with the fourteen hundred too. Well, his last start performance was really solid, plus one point two. Here's the downside for this horse. I actually feel this horse is probably going to need more ground. Yep, and. To pr- produce a run like that first up, 2.1 lengths below benchmark first section, good speed. That's actually very good speed for this horse. Big extension in the mid-race of 5.7 above, and then this massive taper over the last 400 metres. I'll be surprised if this horse races fresh enough to be a threat to um, Magnificent and I'll be very surprised. Uh, and Vast Art, I suppose, is, is an easy tie-in. It was a terrific first-up run. Uh, it ran third in the race where Magnificent Andy ran second. Again, on the grid, though, it probably has to run down Magnificent Andy, which could be the challenge. Yeah, and the, the, the plus side is this is where this horse's wheelhouse is, though. He's around this distance range, Ralphie. Can't fault that first-up run. It, it sort of gave me the definite insight this horse turned up rock-hard fit. Yeah, 1.3 lengths below benchmark first section, 4.4 above between the eight and the four. Look at that little bit of a slowdown between the four and the two of, what is it, 1.3 lengths. Ralphie going from 1.5 above down to 0.2. That's a little bit of a, that was a little bit of a negative for the overall score and then rebounded hard with a plus 2.5 last 200 metres. And I just said, geez, you were very, very fit. That could actually work in the horse's favour here. So and, I'm expecting a good run. Sure, and just to finalise here, and we'll talk business tomorrow, but uh, big screen's the type of horse you could have in your multis because he's rock-hard fit and he can cope with pressure up front. Yeah, it looks like he's set for this. Right. And he's got the profile. When you can run between three and a half and six and a half lengths above benchmark at 1,500, 1600, if you run near that speed, 
at 1,400, you're going to be a very hard horse to run down, even if you give away a length closer to the fence. So he's $19 there, so one, one to consider there for tomorrow. All right, race uh, seven, open race. You've got low to moderate conference. Uh, I'll start with Hang Glider. Not only have you got it on top, but also we, we put him in Sizzlers uh, from, a, from a really good run first up. Uh, he's $7 here, but was pretty plain last start. Are you expecting a rebound? I am expecting a rebound, Ralphie. I, I just feel that even with the 28 days between runs, that horse, there's no way he couldn't have felt that run this was the run on the 4th of the 11th. I mean, just look at what happened to the horse. He's gone 0.7 above benchmark first section. Now, if I compare it just for all his performances of the previous campaign, it was about as fast as the horses can go, you know, based on his last 10 or 12 starts. But the one thing that really I felt affected the horse was the monster move in the mid-race. Not only... Was it a big, a decent mid-race squeeze of almost seven lengths? But that's seven and a half lengths above benchmark, Ralphie. That hurts to, <laughs> to use that high extension. That's like three lengths more than the horse has ever tasted in its life. And then, of course, you're going to get a taper in the last 400 metres. And I just felt even them giving you the 28 days, you can see... He, 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 looked, he raced like it was a bit jaded. Four and a half lengths below benchmark through the first section. That's like the reverse of what the horse is capable of doing. No real move in the mid-race, like well below his capability of only going 1.4 above and still had a drop-off. So he, I felt that this horse didn't appreciate. Maybe he needed more time, but I'm glad they gave it the run because it got the flatness out the way. Yep. And this is good. Big rebound expected, and I'm, I actually expect the horse to win. Nice, at $7. So the favourite's Divine Belief uh, for Ollie. Has to step out of the 1,000-metre bubble. Where do you put it? <sighs> Damien, magnificent Andy's your horse. <laughs> it's just everywhere I look, that's where you belong. So here's the downside for me. I've been doing so much experimentation with the race matrix, and now I have the ju- I've got the dual lanes. I'm always worried when I can't see horses get above benchmark and they have winning profiles because I've been caught so many times. But now I'm saying, well, the Matrix is saying, well, it's never broken benchmark. Yeah. And you're going up 100. It's got to be a risk, right? For me, it has to be a risk. I'm not going to sin bin it, right, and say no chance because you have been finishing off strongly. So there's a possibility you might just thrive on it. Uh, Let's wait and see. Another great rider is on the second favourite, Rear Admiral. Where does he fit in? The stable's having a good run. Rear Admiral, yes. <laughs> same boat, same yeah. boat. Yeah, he's yeah, okay, but we're, sorry, we've got the reverse, right? We're coming back 100. I don't see how that's going to help the horse. Yeah, uh, and just one one for Malty, Sockoff. It's got blinkers going on. It's, it had you know, just a fair run last start. wasn't far off, uh, off a 63-day freshen. Uh, it's best, you're saying, might be in a finish. That's what well, the big odds. Yeah, definitely this horse. I see this horse actually being advantage coming back to the 1100. Yep. You look at what's happened in that run last start over 1200 meters high pressure race going almost three lengths above benchmark first section had to increase its pace to plus five between the eight and the four okay the mid-race squeeze is not that big but the extension Rob, you're still running five lengths faster than standard and you know we've got so much data to benchmark off particularly at 1200 and then you see this massive drop off last 200 meters there's the answer the horse must have just said i'm done Hundred meters less. I don't believe the pace will be any 
well, I don't even think it's going to be as fierce as what it tasted that day. So dangerous. An unusual race shape for Goddess of Given, uh, but Blinker's first time, 1,400 back to 1,100. It's a a dual 1,000-metre winner anyway. So is, is it got a chance to be the one over the top of him? Well, class-wise, it's definitely there, Ralphie. I just can't work out Luciani. He's just everywhere. <laughs> He's everywhere. Like, <sighs> let me ask you this, Ralphie. When was the last time you seen Waller take a horse from fourteen hundred back to eleven? Oh, there, there, there's a reason why these, these these race patterns stand the test of time, Vince, isn't there? Well, that's when they do, and then and then we've got the added advantage. We measure the the, the squeeze, right? A twenty point yeah. five length mid race squeeze. What the hell were they doing? <laughs> yeah. How can that help you fourteen days later? I'm not sure. Yep. Okay. All right. Race six in the program here. I, I was I was trying to look for some talent. Couldn't find a lot of it. But uh, but if we can find the winner, we're happy anyway. You've got count count the sessions on top for Belgrano, Bell, Written Matter, Laquetta's Gift in your in your first cut here. What's your thoughts for race six? Well, the good news is this, Ralphie, and it's taken me quite some time to get my head around it. Right? Yeah. Whenever I see things below benchmark, I just look for the opposite hill, right, to run yep. to, right, because I just don't <laughs> want to go there. And and it's. It's it's wrong in many ways because the hurdle rate here is only one point one below benchmark. In other words, someone said to me, "Listen, Akadi, we want you to go in that hundred meter race." And I go, "No, I'm not going to go there." Yeah, but you only got to run twenty one seconds. I go, oh, "Okay, I'm a chance then, right? <laughs> I'm a chance because I don't have to run, you know, twelve seconds. Which yeah. I've got no hope. I look like an idiot. <laughs> uh, but so the reality is, let's start with counter session. Half length below benchmark, last start performance. That's that's inside what's required, right? Yeah. And then I look at the structure of the race, like what happened to it. Three point one lengths below benchmark through the first section. Nothing serious, but definitely in line with like a good solid profile for this horse. Three point eight lengths above benchmark between the eight and the four, and then sustained a solid finish over the last two hundred meters, going plus one. It's hard to knock, right? And then I, I put the stress tester on and said, okay, well, the run before that where it ran second over 1,400 metres, the matrix is saying that was about 0.1 above benchmark. I said, well, this is great. This horse loves this distance, is more than capable. And I say, what can beat it? Probably a bad race shape is the only thing that beats this horse. In other words, if they go too fast. Uh, what, what I noticed going through the historical data of this race, though, is that the best two horses are clearly the top two, Laurentino and Written Matter. One's $31, one's $11, but I'm talking about historical. Is there a case to be made that they can bring their best? Either okay. or. Uh, Laurentino. Wow. Okay, let's have a look here. Right? I had to dig, but I had to, yeah, <laughs> I had to yeah. go right back. But well, that's the point. You know, he's a, he's a 10-year-old. So he's going to be up front. He'll probably give, give a sight. But if he brings his, you know, 2021-2022 form, that this is not a strong race is what we're underlining. Ralph, you, you are actually right about that, 100%. And probably I only overlooked it because it's coming off a long break, right? But this horse is definitely on its day clearly capable of running plus one to two range, right? And that would be more than enough to demolish this field. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, at $34. So that's it. So, yes, if it parades well, Yep. I'm just looking at the intel here. Okay, 2.2 length drop-off over the last 200 metres. Overall, that's almost three lengths. So there's a big chance this horse could. I know it's 5.7 below, but this horse could run somewhere near benchmark. 
and Rick right. Batter is, is another one. I mean, he missed, he missed nearly a year's racing, so he's he's been racing himself into fitness. And uh, and I guess uh, what you're saying is with the uh, with the hurdle rate not being big, uh, he, he can't be ruled out either. At, uh, double figure odds. No, he can't. And he's also this run is probably in a slightly better position because he's yeah. trending to a PB for himself. Nice. All right. Race five on the program here. Again, it's moderate confidence. Uh, race shape over uh, moderate confidence uh, forecast, rather, uh, is your expectation here. The uh, the over 1,800 metres, the favourite for the race, is uh, well, we've got Rock, Rock Legacy uh, is second favourite, and this is another one where the market's loving Damien Oliver on Cap and Pluto. Well, I'm probably, <laughs> yeah, this is probably one horse that Damien's also like a genuine chance on for sure. You just have a look at the two runs this campaign. All right, 2.3 lengths below benchmark first section. Was ranked in the top 10, which is a positive sign. Went to Pinjara over 1,500 metres. I thought it was a little bit of a sideway run in terms of performance overall, 2.7 below. But here it is. The first section in both races were around nine lengths below or 9.4 lengths below benchmark. That can't help you, Rolfie. It never does help a horse, right? But look at the extension in the mid-race. I mean, it was a 10.1 length squeeze last start, 9.7 the run before, and then the huge last 400 metres of plus 6.3 last start. You know the stable's got this horse, I would say, trending towards airborne and if there's ever a stable that can find a length or two, they're masters. They, they might as well shake hands with the, the Ma Eustace team because they this is one camp that definitely find it, and they probably want to give them a present. <laughs> one there for Ollie and Todd would be favourite. Uh, Rock Legacy's got the golden switch going from the inside barrier to the outside barrier. Well, that's got to be a plus, and the run two starts back going 0.2 above is definitely in the horse's favour. Uh, it's interesting, Ralph. I'm, I'm just sitting back here. I actually feel that Captain Pluto might be uh, really dynamic at the 1,800 metres tomorrow. So, yeah, well, rock legacy, rock hard fit, can't fault it, Ralphie. Has to be the, the, the probably the only real threat. It's a real interesting race. The uh, the the fourth, a few with uh, with some rightful booms on them. Uh, there's there's three and three uh, deep in the market in Rusty Dreams, Young Galas, and Super Smick for three champion riders in uh, in Damien Oliver, Damien Lane, and uh, and and Craig Williams. Uh, is is it a race that's too tricky to play in though? Uh, seven horse field and three genuine chances. Well, definitely a good race for sure, and. As long as you don't find yourself in a situation, and this is what I'm hoping for with Michael Poy on fine touch, that they run with some reasonable speed. Now, I've marked it average, but it's most likely going to be below average because of the seven horse field, but I just hope it's not minus 10 or 12, right? Yeah. Because that's when it becomes dangerous. As soon as you get this situation and you've got that set up, that's pretty negative, but the horses that definitely suits is super smink and younger lass, if they absolutely crawl, Ralphie. They have high-profile last 400-metre sprints, and that's what you've got to look for. If they run with a bit more speed, that'll definitely open it up for rustic dreams. But if they sit and they just crawl through the first half of the race, which they can do, then you know, Super Smink, Younger Lass would be the only places I'd want to even entertain. 
Race three in the program. Uh, Billy Ray's the favourite. Uh, gee, on, on, on recent form, it's the clear best chance of the race. Uh, it, it, it's favourite, so that's fair enough too. On the seven-day backup, just looks the profile beautifully. Yes, Ralphie, for sure. Love it at 1,600 metres. We've only got to go back three runs to see the plus 1.3. A repeat of that type of performance puts the horse down. I look. I looked at the last run. That that was still a solid performance, Ralphie. All sections above uh, benchmark, other than the last uh, two to four hundred meters, where the horse had a little bit of a drop off. Uh, you can I, I mean, sometimes I do read into it and say, could that mean the end of the campaign? The way it just dropped off late. Sometimes that is the the signal that this is it. But I'm just sitting back here saying, well, even if if that's the case and you can just hold that last start, you're still genuine top four. Uh, race two is a really interesting race. It's a shame it's not deeper in the card, actually. Uh, we we found, uh, uh, we didn't find it, you found it, and uh, the, your, your race speed profile people cheered at home when EPC at, at huge odds. Uh, one uh, first up in, a, in in what was a very hard default performance. On the day, though, it was $21. San Provizio was $3.50. Tomorrow, they're both equal favourites. And uh, talk about this being uh, the, the, the farewell story, Vince. Damien Oliver's wife and mother are part owners of this. I reckon it's set for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, say no more. <laughs> say no so, more. So what did you take out of that performance of EPC? Because it was genuinely good, wasn't it? It was a good performance. 3.3 lengths below benchmark first section. Nice move in the mid-race at plus 2.1. I looked at its sort of profile. It doesn't have a, a long history. That's sort of up there with its sort of typical type of capability in terms of what it can do in the mid-race. The surprise packet was how strong it was over the last 400 metres. That's second best ever performance in terms of again, above the benchmark, 3.6. There's a lot to like about the horse. Uh, sometimes they can run a little bit sideways second up, Ralphie, when they have that yeah. sort of you know, a P, you know, that is a PB for the horse, right? Yeah. First up, they could go sideways and it just sort of says... I sit back and I'm with you, Ralph. I look at Sam Parizzi and say, well, you just had the perfect campaign. <laughs> you've had two runs in. You look like you've been set for this race. Absolutely. And and just a, a quick word on Elite Fighter that's double figure odds for Damien Lane. Now, what's Damien Lane there for? Well, he's a Perth boy. He probably wants to ride the big big race day to finish off. Oh, okay. Well, just to be alongside his mate. No, no. Well, he's gone over to ride it and, uh, primarily. Oh, so that's that's the yeah. It's a yeah. sad one, isn't it? Well, they, 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 hopefully they're hoping because it's a it's a big flag to wave to go over for that reason. But elite fighter, now all seriousness, he he could be the party pooper. Yep, for Damien in this race, that last start run, plenty of merit, Ralphie. Point two below benchmark. The matrix sort of indicates that you you you're possibly about point six above. I, I felt the horse went too slow through the first section, seven lengths below benchmark. His natural speed's at least three lengths better than that. He's definitely going to run a lot closer to his natural speed in this field, and he is solid with sustained speed. Like, he did a lot. There was a lot of things went wrong in that race, Ralphie, so he's the party pooper of the race. And, uh, well, Damien Lane might kick off with the winner in the first race. He's on the favourite there, Storm Chaser from Blue Lagoon and Brave Strike. They're all in the in the uh, pretty deep in the market there in, in just the small field, those three horses. Uh, is this an opportunity tomorrow? I'm not sure with uh, Storm's Chaser. I mean, I have to give some merit. I mean, the horse went from 1,000 metres straight up to the 1,400. 
bit of a softening in the in the mid race between the eight and the four hundred, which was a negative I felt for the horse because it probably costed it. I, I feel data wise probably at least the length, but I didn't think feel there was enough finish for the horse. Uh, could that have been a culmination of that early speed with the slowdown? Possibly. Uh, I'm not sure, Ralphie, if he's a storm chaser or not. All right. Well, we'll know tomorrow if you're talking business or, or not. Uh, that's when we'll uh, surmise everything and also if there's any scratchings and uh, and change to our thinking. So we'll go through each race tomorrow in, in, much, more, uh, in much more speedy fashion because Saturday mornings we talk business. In the meantime, thanks so much for being a customer of Year Round Carnival. 